Psalms chapter 118. I am so, so thrilled about what God is getting ready to do in this world. There is something that is just on the horizon. God is about to pour out his blessing upon his people. So what I want to talk to you about today, because I am convinced that no matter what's going on around us, we can live in the blessing. Well, about six of you believe that. Some of you are believing what you're hearing in the outside world. But I'm telling you in the church, our view is not the same. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress watch this the Lord answered me and set me in a large place he didn't shrink my world down to a coronavirus he didn't shrink my world down to just a single faceted church and kingdom but he said when I got in distress The Lord put me in a place where I could be blessed. Ah, you're not hearing me this morning. I said when life turned up the pressure, God just opened the spout and let the blessing flow out. Woo, I feel a little Holy Ghost up in here. The Lord is on my side. What else do you need? Let me ask you again. What else do you need? The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. Watch this. The Lord taketh my part. With them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. (laughs) Now let's skip down a little bit to about verse 22. But 21, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. 
The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. I want to preach to you for a few minutes this morning about living in the blessing. Come on, put your Bibles down and praise Him for the blessing. Oh, you don't know like I know what He's done for me. Come on, nobody's testimony is like your testimony. You ought to thank God for what He's done for you. Come on, you're blessed going in. You're blessed coming out. Hey, you're going to live in His blessing. You may be seated. (laughs) I believe somebody in this place is going to leave here realizing things aren't really as they appear. If you've uh, if you've ever been on a treadmill with its endless rubber path racing relentlessly beneath your feet, you understand how important it is to keep moving. Falter or stop for just a moment, and you got a lot of catching up to do. You're either going to fall on your face or fall off the end of the treadmill. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand that the Christian life is a lot like that. There are no stopping places. You can't get off and on whenever you get ready. You can't stick your heels in the mud and say, I'm not going any further. I'm trying to tell somebody, God wants to put you in that place where the supernatural becomes ordinary to you. Hear me right now. God wants to put you in the place where when you wake up in the morning, you're expecting a miracle. Well, it's just the way life's going to be. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. 
I'm trying to tell somebody it doesn't matter what you're going through, what you're facing in the morning, you can live in the blessing of God. God will not forsake you. He will not leave you. Come on, somebody. Brother Jordan mentioned it this morning. The problem with Israel was somehow they had this this mentality that somehow God was going to get them out in the middle of the wilderness somewhere and leave them there. I'm telling you, that's not the God that you serve today. That's not the God that we live for today. The 118th Psalm, David's mentor, Saul, is chasing him, trying to kill him, trying to take him out. David's anointed to be king, but Saul is trying to take him out. There's something that happens inside of David that makes him understand there's a boldness that comes upon him and he writes, listen, there's no man that can stop what God has ordained. Somebody hear me right now. There's no enemy in your life that can hinder what God has ordained. God says to his people this day, I want you to live in the blessing. There's there's an issue at hand here that uh, I want to talk to you about this morning. You must know and realize that there are five conditions that must be met if we are to dwell in the blessing. David said, you got to have a calling heart. What do you mean, Bishop? He said in verse 5, I believe it was, I call upon the Lord in distress. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Everybody look at your bishop right now. Don't you listen to the enemy that's trying to convince you that your situation is never going to change. What the Lord is looking for this morning is somebody with a calling heart that when you get in distress, when you get in trouble, your solution is not to draw back into the shell of your old man. But your solution is to get in the presence of the Lord and call out to the Lord in your distress. And God said, I'll transport you from your distress into a large place or a place of blessing. I'll take you from where you are to where you understand I haven't left you. I haven't forsaken you. I haven't forgotten you. But I'm going to bless you and enlarge your world. You've got to have a calling heart. One that's willing not to accept present circumstance. One that's willing to say, 
I'm not getting off the treadmill. I'm staying in the fight. I'm going to keep walking until I get to the blessing. A broad place with room to relax and stroll around. Every step that I take, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm not living in the curse. I'm living in the blessing. I'm not living in depression. I'm living in the blessing. I'm not living broke. I'm living in a blessing. Come on, somebody. I told you a while ago there's power. The power of life and death is in the tongue. If you begin to speak life, life will come. I said if you begin to speak life, blessing is about to enter into your circumstance and your situation. We're too easily given to just accept present circumstances. But watch this. David, the person who desires to dwell in the place of blessing, has a calling heart. He develops a day-to-day commitment. Like Brother Jordan told us this morning, it takes more than just saying something. we got to become it. And it has to be a part of our makeup. But David develops a day-to-day commitment to a place of prayer. I want to speak to this church that the Spirit of God is wooing you, calling you to the place of prayer. The Spirit of God is drawing you to be that one. He wants you to be able to face your enemy. Back him down. Plant your heel on his greedy throat. Come on, somebody. But victory requires a commitment to prayer. If you want to live in the blessing, you're going to have to get a calling heart that no matter what comes or what goes, your solution is not to put your thumb in your mouth and pout, but your solution is to get in the presence of God somewhere and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. David understood the value of a calling heart. And then he understood the value of a trusting heart. David had a trusting heart even when Saul, God's, watch, spiritual authority over him, tried to kill him. That got quiet. Through 
his struggles, he realized and understood it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to dissuade you from doing what you're doing, but I'm going to tell you today, Jesus can heal what the doctor can't. Jesus can fix what the counselor can't. Jesus can change what a bank account can't. Oh, you're not going to help me. I'm talking to somebody that needs to understand you can live in the blessing when you realize no matter what, if you put your confidence in God, God will put his confidence in you. Well, you know, Bishop, I have trust issues. Watch this. Is there anybody in this room that has never been disappointed by a human being? Not one hand. Is there anybody in this room that God has ever failed? Never. Never. Oh, now wait a minute, Bishop. He, he, didn't, he didn't give me what I wanted. That wasn't what I asked him. I said, is there anybody here that God has ever failed? <laughs> Let me just ask you something. Why would you want to trust in man that has failed you? And refuse to trust in God that's never failed you. Ah, come on somebody. I'm trying to get you to realize you can live in the blessing. But you've got to understand that God knows more about your circumstance than you know about your circumstance. Oh, no, Bishop. I I know all about this. I, I got it all. No, you don't. I'm telling you that you are serving a God that knows the end from the beginning. He knows how the story's going to turn. My God, I feel something right there. You need to put your life in His hand and realize that whatever happens, it is the will of God and it is for your good. Come on. He said all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Hey, honey, I got a good word for you today. If you trust God, if you have a heart that trusts God, you will 
trusting heart. Are you tempted to take matters into your own hands instead of waiting for God to overcome the obstacles that are blocking His will for you? Then you're not trusting God. Woo! If you will trust Him and wait patiently for His promises to be fulfilled, you will see the glory of God. Your trusting heart will lead you to the place of blessing. And not only do you need a calling heart and a trusting heart, but you need a warring heart. It's not enough to have a calling and a trusting heart. If you desire to dwell in the place of blessing, you have to have a warring heart. David, remembering the battles with the enemies that swarmed around his throne, this is what he said. He said, they compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Can I tell somebody, there's not an enemy big enough. That can take you out when you understand I'm living in the blessing. <laughs> you hear that devil? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You hear that devil? I rise up and I refuse to give in. I rise up to do war against the enemy. Why won't you look at it? David didn't say God was going to destroy them. He said, for in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. How's that going to happen? When you're walking in blessing, you understand uh, there's not an enemy that can present itself to you before you that will be able to stand. And you just keep walking. I'm blessed. I'm victorious. I cannot be defeated. I will win. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about living in the blessing. You need to understand God's got you and you've got this. There's a time to hate. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. There's a time to love. But we must remember. Watch now. Please listen to me right here because some of you got this all twisted. 
Some of you think that the people in your life are your enemy. Watch me here. You must remember that your real enemy is not any being of flesh and blood. Oh, but Bishop, you don't know what that... Stop it. You either believe the word or you don't. You either live the word or you don't. And the Bible says, everybody say the Bible says, we wrestle not against, help me preach, flesh and blood, but against, come on, your fight's not with your brother. It's not with your sister. It's not with your mama or your daddy. It's not with your friends or your co-workers. Oh, but you don't know. I do know. I'm telling you, you're not fighting them. You're fighting against the spirit that's in them. But the Bible said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm walking in blessing. I'm living in blessing. There's not any enemy that can come against me that can stop me. Come on. You can't have my worship. You can't have my praise. You can't have my family. Come on. You can't have my victory. You can't have my blessing because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You gotta get a warring heart. Let me hurry on. Trying to help somebody understand. You can live in the blessing. People get saved, and the most warlike thing we give them to do is set up chairs and hand out bulletins. <laughs> we need to develop warrior mentalities. Believers need to realize that your weapons are mighty through Oh, let me just quote it to you. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty because I know what I'm doing. Because I know how to handle this. Because I got it figured out. No, no. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strong holds you hear that devil you try to build it up all you want to but i've got uh, you got to understand something i'm a warrior and i refuse to be hemmed in i refuse to be God help me right now. Some of you have allowed the enemy to build strongholds and if you don't stop it right now before you realize it, he's going to have you walled in to where you won't be able to see your way out. But I'm trying to help somebody today to realize you can live in the blessing and there's not a stronghold that hell can build that can stand if you put God in charge of your life.
the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I am convinced that we're going to have to realize in this last day that we're going to have to get the spirit, develop a warrior mindset that simply says enough is enough. Do you hear that devil? I'm done with you. I'm living in the blessing. Enough is enough. I'm not going to hide behind insecurity. I'm not going to hide behind fear. I'm not going to hide behind doubt. But I'm going to rise up with a spirit in my heart that says, I'm going to be saved. My family's going to be saved. We're going to live in the blessing. We're going to walk in the blessing. We're going to refuse to allow the enemy access. Come on, somebody. When he starts to lay one block, when he starts to lay one brick, I'm kicking it in. I'm not going to let it happen because I'm living in the blessing. The hand of God is upon my life. He's got power over every enemy that would try to raise itself up against me. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Watch this. You can be seated. We need a warring heart and we need an obedient heart. A calling, a trusting, a warring, and an attitude of bold obedience. Have you ever heard somebody say, if you do that, this is what's going to happen? And in your humanity, and in your carnal spirit, and in your I know more than you do attitude, yeah, you're not going to help me now. (laughs) You went ahead. And did it anyway. You know, the thing that always blows my mind, I've been at this a day or two, and uh, I've lived some things myself and recognized the results of what happens when you do those things. And I've also watched the lives of others that I knew if you go down that path... The same thing that happened to them is going to happen. Oh, no, I'm bigger than that. I'm better than that. I'm smarter than that. I'm I'm um, I'm going to sound kind of antithetical, if that's a good word, Brother Stephen. I want to tell you something. You are no match for the devil. You are no match for the devil. 
You can't handle him. Wait a minute, Bishop. That's not why you've been preaching for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to tell you that you in yourself are no match for hell. But when you understand I, I can overcome anything that happens in my life because I'm living in the blessing of God. There's not anything I can say or anything that I can do that would cause victory and blessing to come in my life. Anything that I've got, any, any ground that I've taken, it's not because of my ability or my talent or my wisdom or my understanding, but it's because I'm living in the blessing of God. And He said if I'd stay in His blessing, Every step that I took uh, would be blessed of him. Uh, he said I could have the land uh, if I wanted it. Somebody needs to realize you just need to do what he says. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a, be a little, be a little uh, transparent here for a minute. And I'll get scolded when I get home, but it's all right. In my wilder days, when I, when I wasn't what you see this morning, and I'd been out doing what I did, and Brother Gray, I'd come home under the influence, and I'd walk in the door, and my wife would say, You've been, you've been doing that again. Eh? Oh no! I mean, my eyes were about. No, no, you know, brother, you know what I'm talking about. No, I, I haven't been doing that. That's the way. That's the way we we do sometimes in the church. Oh man, we slink around. Don't want to. Don't want to talk to anybody face to face. Because if we talk to them, they might see something. that, And then we, we're trying to hide it. Trying to, you ain't hiding nothing. Forgive the English. You're not hiding one thing. Ah, the Bible said the things that are done in secret are going to be revealed openly. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, you can't hide nothing from the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. You may fool me. You may fool mama. You may fool your wife. You may fool your pastor. But you ain't never going to fool God. Uh, if you live in the blessing, you're going to have to live a life that's full of obedience. Uh, even if it goes against your flesh. Uh, even if it goes against your carnal desires, uh, you got to make up your mind. Uh, I'm going to have an obedient heart. Listen, I, 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 uh, I, want, I want you to know the Bible said God chastens his children. For their good. So throw yourself 
on his mercy. You're not, you're not fooling anybody. Do you get that? Listen, the bottom line is this, is this isn't the bottom line. This is just temporary. You're living in a house that's just temporary. One of these days, you're not going to wake up. At some juncture, you're going to take one last breath. And your heart is going to beat one last time. And then the reality comes. Because you see... The body dies, but the soul lives on. And it doesn't matter what you've hidden, what you've done, who you think you've fooled, who you think you've gotten over on. When that moment comes, reality will set in. There will be no turning back. There will be no opportunity to repent There'll be no opportunity to fall on God's mercy. It will be said and done. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm trying to tell you that there is a space of repentance that's open to you right now. There is a space of grace and mercy that's available to you right now. But unless you make up your mind, I'm going to have an obedient heart on that day that your heart beats its last beat and your lung takes its last breath. There won't be anything we can do for you. But today, everybody say today. Today, you can live in the blessing. Open doors aren't to look at. They're to walk through. And the Lord sent me here on this Sunday morning to tell you, I will open unto you doors that no man can shut. And I will close doors that no man can open. But you must be obedient to the call and walk through the open door. Lastly, is we need a praising heart. David said, Thou art my God, and I will praise Thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt Thee. You must learn to look into the face of the enemy. And you must declare to him. I will lift my eyes and my heart to God. And praise him for his mercy that endures forever. I will not be destroyed. I will not be defeated. I will not be discouraged. I will not be disheartened. But I will exalt the Lord over my circumstance. I will praise Him over my situation. I will thank Him because I would not be where I am without His mercy. 
that didn't quit being mercy when I was being stupid. That didn't quit being mercy when I was sinning. That didn't quit being mercy when I was backslidden. But His mercy endures forever. Stand with me. Well, the Bible said that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He stands accusing you every day over your humanity. This is the answer I want you to give him. I will praise God for his mercy endures forever. I won't live in the mistake. I won't live in the past. I won't live in past defeat. But his mercy endures forever. You want to know why I'm standing today? Not because of anything that I've done. His mercy endures forever. You want to know why I'm alive and living for God today? His mercy endures forever. You want to know how I can be encouraged when it seems like I ought to be discouraged? His mercy endureth forever. Living in the blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close, but i got to get something to you. I'm asking this church, why don't you make a commitment to call on the Lord out of a trusting and praising heart? Let God build a warrior mentality into your spirit and become boldly obedient. And as you cultivate all of those heart attitudes, you can enter into the place of the blessing of God that's already available to you. He's looking for somebody to say to him today, God, I'm ready to claim what's already mine. I'm ready to take that territory and live in it. Come on, I'm looking for somebody that'll walk down the aisle, lift your hands to the Lord this morning, and say, you know what? I'm going to start living in the blessing. I'm going to start becoming what God has made me already. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm not going to live in the past. I'm not going to live defeated. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to be disheartened. I'm going to love God with all of my heart. Don't wait on me. I said, don't wait on me. If you don't have a warrior's heart, you need to lift your hands and ask God to put a warrior spirit inside of you. Come on. If this morning you find yourself in a place where you're not really sure where you stand, right now would be a great time to lift your hands to the Lord and say, I'm going to live in the blessing. I'm going to be what God 
has already made me to be. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Ah, oh, hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, the hand of God is on you right now. The hand of God is on your circumstance. The hand of God is in your situation. You just got to trust Him. You got to stay on the treadmill. You got to just keep walking. You got to just keep moving. One day the journey will be over, but it's not finished yet. And you got to finish this race. In Jesus' name.